Alright, welcome back everybody to the Beskar Bucket. I am your host, John. As always, I am with my most esteemed guest, back for his second appearance on the Beskar Bucket, my dad. Hello, how's it going? So, today we are here for a very special occasion. Uh, we are a part of the Star Wars Podcast Day celebration. And I just wanted to mention real quick that the reason it is Star Wars Podcast Day today, February 7th, it is the 24th anniversary of Jedi Talk, the very first Star Wars-related podcast, which premiered all the way back in 1999 on this very day, February 7th. So, I wanted to do something special for the day, and what's more special than bringing on my dear old dad to talk about Star Wars for, for an hour or so? Actually, I go by Orson now. Uh, refer to me that instead of dad well that that is <laughs> kind of a uh, an inclination of what today's show is going to be about uh so without further ado uh mr id 61468 it's an hmm. honor to serve the empire so if, if you haven't guessed already uh orson here has officially joined the 501st legion as director krennic as of what the january 6th yeah somewhere around there yeah i don't remember the exact date i should because i mean it was uh, honored to be in the five first you know i think it was january 6th I, I because so. that I, I i i had a troop that day and i remember when i got home you got the the email so. yeah i'm like emailing you or i'm like texting you like it was at midnight or something like mm -hmm. that and like all excited about it so yeah so what, what what were your first thoughts when I joined the 501st? Let's 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 go all the way back when I joined. You know, I'll be totally honest with you. For being a Star Wars fan fanatic, really, since '77, I wasn't a hundred percent familiar with. I have heard of the 501st. I wasn't a hundred percent familiar with like what the what the organization did. So when you first joined, it was it was a a steep learning curve for me to see what it was right well i mean you knew that like i already did like the costuming thing to begin with um never yeah. took it to to such the level that i did with the 501st but um well i knew you were good at it but you you know you i didn't but when you finally made that last leap to make it like completely screen accurate uh 100 authentic for 501st acceptance i mean that was when i really you know, started to pay attention to, you know, the details and stuff like that. Well, I can't take too much credit for my first 501st costume, because that, that was that was Marty's costume. I don't know if you've met Marty yet. I have not. Uh, Marty is a fantastic guy, just through and through, but he's also one of the best uh, costumers that I've ever met. Uh, he does a fantastic Chewbacca, which I'm sure if you follow me on any, any of my personal social medias, you've seen. Uh, he's got a cavalry of costumes, plus he's got a, an excellent R2-D2 that he does. Uh, but yeah, so can't take full credit for my first costume, but, That's all right. but my second costume that I built for 501st Standards was not even my own. It was yours, because I was the one who originally got the, the, the skeleton if, of your costume, if you will, for mm -hmm. myself that you just kind of yoinked from me. Yeah. What's a father for? I, I guess. So yeah, what, what? I don't even remember why you got it, but yeah, I, I, he we were up here and we were hanging out, and what he brought it out, and I thought let me try it on, and then 
as soon as I tried on the tunic, I was like, I got to be Director Krennic. And I became, um, I'm really obsessed with being Director Krennic. And I, that's when I started to put together the costume to get all the little, you know, pieces to make it 100% screen accurate. So, Well, you didn't put anything together. I was the one okay. sending you the Amazon, the Etsy links. Let's, let's not, let's okay. pump the brakes a little okay. bit here. Wow. Give me some credit. I kind of know what I'm Listen, doing. Listen, you're going to back the bus over me, right? At least be kind. Wow. <laughs> but that is true yes i you're right in all fairness i did not put it together myself yeah well i originally i had got that costume for um halloween at work because mm -hmm. they were letting us dress up and then when i got it it was one of those things where it was like oh this is too nice of a costume to to get dirty mm -hmm. like i I thought that I could actually use it for an ISB officer and actually join the 501st myself, or get a second costume in the 501st. Mm -hmm. uh, which eventually, of course, I did. Um, I ended up getting an entire second costume, and I've mm -hmm. since pieced everything. Except for, um, the only thing I'm missing so far is the hat. I'm waiting on our GML to get back to me about if I can get away without having the hat for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, so... Uh, you know, you, walk me through your your excitement. You know the emotions you were feeling when you got that that email. The, you know the 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 very first acceptance letter. Um, I was shocked. That was the first emotion I had because I really thought that it was going to be, you know, because the five hundred first is so meticulous about being accurate and you know, at positively you know presenting the characters i thought that there would be some flaw in the costume or something that had to be corrected and then you know i would fix that and you know kind of like a back and forth email you know with some pictures and stuff and then maybe after one or two times you know it, i would be you know i would be you know accepted finally i guess it kind of shocked me to hit it you know to get it right on the first try I mean, that was the first thing. Was that? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm glad. Don't get me wrong, but I was shocked at that. But then after that, I'm like, I mean, this is cool. I'm in the five first. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, it, it was. I just. It was cool. You know what I mean? I was director. I'm director Krennic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, and to touch on that real quick, um, like I had told you, like even my costume that was previously approved in the five hundred first, like. Mm -hmm. You know, even I got kicked back once. Mm -hmm. Right. So was well, why I thought I'd get kicked back too. Like I was worried, you know, is the is the cape the right length? Is my tunic, you know, properly everything in alignment like it should be? Is my rank bar okay? You know what I mean? The code mm -hmm. cylinders. I mean I, I mean I was my mind is racing, like is you know, is all this stuff how they want to see it? Are my boots okay? Is, do my pants flare out enough? you know for an imperial officer because obviously that's important and i you know i was worried that some of this stuff was just not going to cut it you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i didn't want it you know i wanted to be in the organization so i was like you know really trying to get it right so but yeah. it i apparently did so i got in yeah ironically enough that <laughs> the boots were my biggest concern like yeah the the the, the jod crews they don't flare like they don't have that like crisp Mm -hmm. uh, flair to them uh but you know they still they're they're, they're still joggers that you can still tell that you know mm -hmm. they're, they're they're the proper style of pants and i knew the tunic would be okay because it you know the all the seams lined up you know i 
you don't get me wrong i study the crls like when i'm going for a costume i will sit there and i will stare at the crls for hours and hours and hours so i knew everything cloth wise was good mm -hmm. my my biggest concern w was the boots because i didn't think they'd be tall enough um well, but thankfully, I'm short enough that the boots I were tall enough. <laughs> I was going to say, thankfully, we are two short Italian men. So, you know. Right. So, Ben Mendelson, who plays him, is actually, I think, six foot one. Mm -hmm. I'm five foot seven. So, I'm technically very much shorter than, than the, the actor portrayed him. Those boots, I think, on a much taller person would not have been up to, you know, where they're supposed to be below the kneecap. Mm hmm. But because I'm five seven ish, maybe five seven and a half on a good day, you know, and the boots worked out perfect. I mean, style wise, they were supposed they look like they're supposed to look. Right. But yeah, I understand that they were the, because of my height, they actually worked to my advantage on this particular case. Because those boots are hard to get, aren't they? Well, the funny thing is, you know, I was surprised we found the boots because they were what seventy five bucks, something yeah. like that. Um. You know, a lot of guys like they'll pay like two, three, four hundred dollars for like genuine Spanish style riding boots. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, I lucked out with finding that company. I, I believe it's Phantasm. Is the if, if you look up riding boots on Amazon, like knee high riding boots, you, I'm sure you'll be able to find them. But yeah, I was I was shocked that those turned out to be the right boots. Are they actually advertised as? Star Wars boots, or do they advertise specifically as riding boots? I don't know, actually. I never looked either. That's interesting. I, I thought they, were, for some reason, were actually you know geared towards a, a someone who is trying to do the costuming. Yeah, they, they're they're costuming like they're they're not marketed as like riding boots, like you know, mm -hmm. like horse riding boots. They're they're marketed as uh, costume boots, but you know they're riding style boots, so. Bit of give and take there. But yeah. Um, so actually, I, I know I'm know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. My mind's a little bit over the place with this one. But uh, let's let's go back to Steel City Con. The first time you were ever in costume in your entire life. Mm -hmm. You know, how was that experience? I know you and I have personally talked about it. But for our, the, the benefit of our audience here, you know, what was kind of going through your mind the day of, the driving up, and then you know well kidding up and all it that it was it was the the drive there was kind of like in my mind i'm you know wasn't so much about the costume itself as it was you know what is what is a comic-con or steel con as it was called you know what is it even like i've never been to one even like not in costume so i had mm -hmm. no idea what to expect just from an event level what it would be like mm -hmm. so then we got there of course and you know, as we're driving in, of course, I see all these other people in costume. So it put my mind at ease because I really thought, oh, my gosh, you and I would be the only ones there in costume. I don't know why I was thinking that. I mean, it's silly. It's a steel con. Right. But it, it just it, I don't know why I was thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, and my mind was like, you know, what if people laugh at us? What if people think our costumes are silly? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And. So, but anyways, we, we park, we get dressed. Obviously, we had to get dressed in the truck, which was interesting, right? Uh, um, not my first time, for the record. Yeah, we had to get dressed in our pickup truck. And, you know, and we were parked in a mall, which was probably a, what, good half mile away at least? Something like that, yeah. 
So we had a we walked to the event about a half a mile on the road, and you know I'm thinking, are these people going? What in the world is going on here? Because you're obviously in Kylo Ren, and it completely dresses him. I don't think you had the helmet on, but you were head to toe as Kylo Ren. But I'm walking in a white tunic and a white cape that's flowing in the wind, right? Yep. And I'm I am thinking, well, what are these people thinking about me? But then. As we got closer to the event, I think we didn't even make it to the door, and somebody's already asking me to take a photo. Yeah. And it took me back. It took me back a little bit because I'm like, why do they want a photo with me? And it occurred to me that, I mean, these are Star Wars fans, and they see Director Krennic. They don't see me. They see Director Krennic. Mm -hmm. And from there, I mean, how many, we must have took 20 or 30 pictures, right, with people? Oh, At yeah. least. Yeah. And then once I got there and we got in and we started to walk around and I got a, a feel for the you know the layout of the event, it was kind of like, you know, everybody starts coming up to you and they say, oh my God, I got to get your picture. You know what I mean? And, you know, or they'll just walk by and say, that's a great costume. And I'm thinking, wow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But of course, the best part is when we met up with the, the 501st, they were Starkiller base, right? The Star Killer Garrison, yeah. Star Killer Garrison from Pennsylvania, and um, you know, I met up with them, and they're all telling me it's a great costume, and I'm like, well, I mean, that's a compliment. I'm not even in the five first yet. I had not submitted my paperwork to be in, and I thought that was a great compliment. And I had some of them critique it, and they said, oh no, that's you're, you. This is fantastic, and I mean, they even took pictures with me. So I thought, boy, if they're willing to, you know, snap a photo with me, they're probably thinking it's pretty good. And so, I mean, that, and then once, once I got in, you know, we were there for what, maybe 90 minutes. I was totally into the character. I mean, mm. really, I was totally into the character. I'm walking around like my head held high, cape flowing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. probably a little too much into the character because I was going to my head. But yeah, I was having a blast. Yeah, so. and, and I know I've told this story on, on the Inflatable Falcon before. However, I, I will tell it again for the for the uh, the Beskar Bucket audience as well. We've uh, so we, we go to Steel City Con and the for those of you that are in the five hundred and first, you know you gotta take your, your PR picture um, in the middle of the event. So, you know, that way you can prove you're there, blah blah blah. Starkiller was taking their PR picture and they're like, ah, anybody in the 500 first, you know, gather up and then, you know, everyone else will, will, will get in afterwards. We just have to take a picture with just the, the 500 first members. And, um, I remember I, like, I told you, I was like, Hey, snap, would you snap a few pictures for me? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in this. Cause you know, I'm in the 500 first. Um, and then, you know, we all, we all kind of get in line and then, um, I don't remember who it was, but, uh, it was a scout bike guy. He was a scout bike trooper. Okay. I don't know who his name is, but right. his costume was fantastic, though. But, you know, he, you know, we're all standing in line, and he and he yells, you know, Krennic, go, come on, come on, get in the picture, get in the picture. Even though we had told everyone, like, I'm in the 501st, he's not, you know, we're, like, we're working on his costume still, we just gotta submit. And, you know, I was, I was shocked, you know, there were some people with some great costumes, you know, that were there with us that weren't Legion members. But, you know, they still ask you to come be in the picture. And, you know, I thought that was I thought that was fantastic. You thought it was fantastic. I thought it was fantastic, too. <laughs> I mean, I was shocked and honored that they even would consider letting a, you know, me be in the picture. with them. 
because you're right, it was a PR picture mm -hmm. for their was it Facebook or whatever their well, or website page or whatever it is. Yeah, so the PR picture it's mm -hmm. it's just to prove that you were there. So Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, any, I'm, any I, I'm a newbie. Yeah, yeah I'm still learning. Any so. event you go to from here on out, there's gonna be a PR picture. Really? Yeah. Okay. So So Friday there'll be a PR picture? Yeah, well that that leads me into the next thing that I wanted to talk about. You have your very first troop this Friday. That's right. I'm nervous so, and excited again. Because I again I don't know what to expect, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited to because I I know this is weird. I actually enjoy donning the costume. Mm -hmm. I do. It's as, weird. As you should. It's weird, but I actually love doing. And, and okay, and please don't have me committed. All right, but I walk around sometimes and will rehearse and repeat the lines from the movie. Like yeah, if you go on YouTube, you can actually get just like a seven minute block of only. Ben Mendelsohn's lines that he said in the movie, mm -hmm. and I will occasionally go around and just say those lines. Uh, you know, as you should. So, I try yeah. to be as accurate as I can, so I try to get it in my head that I'm evil. Are you gonna get that, like, not quite, I think he's Australian, that not quite Australian British accent mix? Actually, he's New Zealand. Is it New Zealand? Yeah. It's a tomato tomato. Where he, that's if he lives there. I know, I even researched him. I know. I'm, I really wow. You're really. I know. Committed. I mean, if you're going to be committed to a character, then you know you should probably. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I don't know the guy's birth date or anything like that, but I know some of the basics. Like, I wanted to know how tall he was, only because to see like my comparison to him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, where is he from? Because he obviously talks, you know, differently. And you know, everybody, let's be honest. Apparently, every Brit or every imperial officer comes from Britain. Mm -hmm. They all have a Brit. He does not. Right, because he's he's New Zealand, but he tries to very doesn't always work, but he subdues that Australian because New Zealand Australian states share that accent. He's he's you know he tries to subdue it, mm -hmm. but sometimes it almost comes across like he's got a lisp or something. Yeah, in his in his speech. Well, he does have a lisp. So a naturalist. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, see, yeah. I've just learned something new. I didn't realize. I thought it was because he's trying to subdue his accent. No, no, Ben Mendelsohn genuinely has a lisp. Oh. Well, so I, I, I just, you know, I watch his speech patterns and I watch what he's, he's saying and, and, you know, try to, you know, get inside his head as an actor to see how he's doing the, doing the part so that when I represent the Bible first as him, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I try to be accurate. I actually, one of my favorite things is when they did, um, when, when Rogue One came out, I can't think, what was the London show? There's a there's a and um, Star Wars celebration. Captain Phasma is a Star Wars celebration, and he he's the only one who came in in costume with the Death Troopers. Mm -hmm. That the, his his mannerisms as he walked in and you know was he didn't say a word. He just walked in and they introduced him and everything like yeah. that. You know, I just I watched that stuff just to see his mannerisms, how he walks, how he conducts himself. So, hmm. I didn't but, realize you'd put this much thought in. I know, right? Who who would have known? But I. Again, but going back to the event on Friday, I am excited to be there, but I'm also nervous because I don't know what the event is, and I'm the kind of person that likes, you know, a little bit of heads up on something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of keeping you in the dark just a little bit. That way, you know, you still get that, like, kind of shock and awe. You know, is that what it is? Troop. Yeah. Okay. Well, because, you know, if you think about it, like, my first troop back in September 
like I had no idea what to expect. You know, I didn't know anybody. I don't even remember what was your first trip. My first trip was a casino night for um, special needs kids. So, and ironically enough, it was two minutes down the road from where I work. So. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so like, you know, I didn't know anybody. At least you'll have the benefit of having me there. Um, Oh, you mean you didn't know any other members of the pod? Okay. Yeah, I didn't know a single person that was at that event whatsoever. So... Um, I, uh, I, but when I got there and, you know, I got in the costume and I saw everyone else was in costume, you know, it really, it put my anxiety at ease because, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, these are my people. So how do, how does the people you're there with react to you? That's what I'm most interested in. Like what, how does the interaction with, you're, you're obviously going to an event. What is the interaction with the people like? Do they expect you to be like in character the entire time, or do they ever just talk to you as a person and just say, "Hey, how's it going?" You, you know, like... it, it depends on the event. So I think the only type of event, the only there's only two types of events that I haven't necessarily done yet of like you know the the main you know general mm-hmm. events, uh, and that would be the hospital trip and a um, and a parade, uh, parade slash five k. I think that two kind of go hand in hand, um, but like say library events you know those are usually unless you know they're promoted um it's you know some people will come up and talk to you you know some people will be like oh can i just get a quick picture blah blah blah. but like the sporting events you know that are actually official lucasfilm events and you know they're advertised as star wars night um you know people are expecting to see you um, but as far as, like, staying in character, you know, the 501st mantra is bad guys doing good. So, you know, you don't need to be a bad guy all the time. If you, Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, so, like, I mean, when I'm in Kylo Ren, like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll kneel down, like, I'll hand kids my lightsaber, I'll give them a fist bump. You know, I've had kids that have been petrified to see me. Really? Well, I'm dressed head to toe in all black with a red lightsaber. You know, if you've if you're a kid and you have any understanding of Star Wars, especially, you know, the three, four, five-year-olds, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's a bad guy. And that's those are the really, really bad they, guys. How about the, what about, like, I mean, obviously there have been other Imperial officers there. Mm-hmm. How do they react to people where you can see their face like you would for me? And, I mean, uh, are they, they're not afraid of that, are they? No. Because no, you're just in... You just look like you're in a uniform. I, and, you, you know, truthfully, and, and, and again, like, I've, I'm still a newbie myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I've only been in for, I think, eight months now, officially. Um, but, like, it really, it's it's the char- it's the masked characters in all black. So, your TIE pilots, your Shadow Troopers, your Kylo Ren, your Darth Revan, your Darth Vader. You know, those kind of characters don't always tend to go over the best but like you know i'll pop my helmet off real quick and be like hey i'm just a regular regular old person under here so that kind of so is adam driver it still doesn't make him any less evil yeah you know good good point (laughs) but yeah so i wouldn't go in with don't go in with any expectations just let yourself be surprised you know because i don't really know what to expect from this event either Everyone tells me these are some of the best events. Um, uh, for for context, uh, this is it's a night to shine, which I don't really understand what that means, but it's supposed to be like a prom night experience. 
Um, but this is not the first time that, that the Ohio garrison has done this. Hmm. So interesting. Don't go in with any expectations, really. I mean, I, for my first, my first two troops, it was, you know, I just went in like, okay, I'm going to be Kylo Ren. I'm going to be with other super high quality Star Wars characters. And we're just going to kind of follow everyone's lead and see where it goes. I am going but, in with a haircut. That helps. Got to get my hair cut like uh, Director Krennic's getting a little long. Yeah. He likes to keep it high and tight. High and tight. Just like the Imperial Imperial uh, Navy. Yeah. So uh, let's just scale a 1 to 10. How excited are you for Friday? Uh, probably an 8. 8 or 9. I mean, I'm pretty excited about it. That last... Yeah. That last bump is the nervousness, you know, wanting to back it down a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. you, again, you don't know what to expect. So right. It's probably, it's eight to two. It's eight excited, two nervous. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you know, you're going to have me there, obviously. Mm-hmm. You're going to have David, who he's already reached out to. He's our, our CO. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I know, I think I know most of the people that are going to be at this one. Um so you're gonna you're gonna be around other people in costume. I don't remember exactly what the lineup is, but I think David's finally bringing out his uh, his TK finally. Mm, I'm gonna be jealous then. Oh well, I think I think we've got two or three TKs, but Could yeah, you, it you're you you know that's next. I know, but you know, again, you're not gonna be the only one in costume. It's not. Well, just yeah, gonna no, be I'm me not worried you. about the only one in costume this time, like I was for SteelCon. Mm-hmm. It's just more of like, you know, uh, I mean, this is, you know, when I was at SteelCon, I was just there. This mm-hmm. is a real 501st event. You know, when you're representing an organization, you don't want to be an embarrassment to the 501st, you know. Right. I want to be an asset, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I don't know how to, you know, conduct myself as mm-hmm. they would expect it to be. You know, I, mean? right. I'm, I will always be professional, but like, I don't know how they want, you know, how what, what the expectations are. At an event, so I'm really gonna be kind. Of, I mean, I'm gonna lie to you. I probably will be somewhat reserved Friday night, mm-hmm. watching how other people conduct themselves. Yeah, and then maybe the the next time, you know, I when I know have some sense of what to do, maybe I'll come out of my shell a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna be a wallflower, but you know, I'll probably be a little bit more reserved than you would expect, to, as you've come to know me as your dad. So, yeah, and that's that's totally. I mean, it's to be expected. You know, I was, for my first event, I, you know, I wasn't really talkative. I didn't know anybody. Thankfully, I had um, Danielle, who is now one of my better friends in the Legion and just overall. Um, They really helped me, you know, break out of my shell. And, you know, now I've got this, this small group of friends that I, uh, that I can kind of lean on to, you know, help guide me through. And, you know, obviously I can pass that information on to you but i'm sure you know you're gonna love david you're gonna love brian our co and our squad lead so it you're gonna have plenty of people to help you that's that i think that's the biggest thing that goes unsaid with the with the 501st maybe not specifically with the ohio garrison um but you know everyone's everyone's there for the same reason we all love star wars we all want to dress up as these characters and put a smile on people's faces. That's that's what we're there for. So everyone everyone wants to help everyone else succeed in the group. So, cool. Well, we'll yeah. find out. Five short days. 
but so what else what 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 is next for you what once once you get past the the approval your first troop what do you want to see afterwards do you are, do you have anything uh, other than a tk in mind or no i that's i've always wanted to do the tk armor i've always wanted to do the storm i mean from actually that goes back to being a little kid mm -hmm. i have always been drawn to the tk armor specifically and i know this drives you nuts it's the Death Star armor too. That that shiny white, like the brand new, look like they're just out of the Stormtrooper Academy armor. Mm -hmm. You know, not the guys that are grungy. It's a little scratched. You know, mm. I want the shiny, pretty white. You know what I mean? Brand new armor looking TK stuff. So probably you know much more um, like you would see on on the, the original Death Star. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing is, you know, because I realized there's so so there's variations in the eyes because they weren't symmetrical, right? In a New Hope and stuff. I mean, there's some variations. Well, you will have to walk me through to get the approval, but mm -hmm. that that's probably next is is TK armor. So I'm, I've already started to research, like, you know, the microphone to speak as the stormtrooper sound, so where it changes your voice, the cooling system, because you know, I'm I'd like to go to parade as a TK armor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and yeah. do it that and you know something like that. I actually, I mean, I'm gonna try to have it done by summer. Mm -hmm. And if there's some and get approved, and if I can, then you know if there's some parade or something, I actually wouldn't mind being a, uh, you know, in the TK armor for a parade. Well, I I, I can tell you from personal experience, whatever temperature it is outside, add about, add or subtract about ten degrees, and that's what it feels like to be. In the TK armor, if it's freezing, it's a wind tunnel. If it's scorching hot, it's a it's it's a sauna. Even with the even with the cooling system in the helmet. In the helmet, yeah. I mean, your head's gonna be fine. The rest of your body is gonna be just miserable. Yeah, you know what? I wore. Think about what I wore for work. I had body armor on, mm -hmm. and all I wore long pants and all that t-shirts and everything and yeah. boots. Even if it was 90 degrees outside, right. so I am I am no stranger to heat with a lot of lot wearing a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's probably not going to affect me as much as some other people would. That's the only thing I'm worried about is you know, as long as my and here's the thing I know it sounds silly, if my head stays cool, sometimes it just naturally cools me. Mm -hmm. So, but we'll see. You know, I, I'll will I will work around it and cross that bridge when we get to it, as they say. But yeah, well, that's, I can that's, tell you that's my goal from on is to start working on, you know, I'm going to probably start getting the boots. I'm going to start getting, you know, you need the full, what's it, black Under Armour. Mm -hmm. Start buying these little pieces. I'll probably, I don't know, does the neck thing come with the with the plates or do you, is that a separate piece? That's a separate piece. So I'll probably get that. I'll probably start getting some of the other stuff you need. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the little thing, I know the gloves are separate too, aren't they? Yep. Which I thought I thought that was odd. Why wouldn't that come in a kit? But you know, different size hands, mm -hmm. right? Um, the only things you'll get in a kit is the it, outer armor. It, right? It's any any of the white armor. Yeah, that's so, it. So you I, need there. There's a lot that goes into a stormtrooper that a lot of people don't understand. And I gotta get a blaster because I actually want the blaster. Mm -hmm. Do they make ones that actually make the sound? I'm sure someone does on in in the Etsy sphere or on the yeah. Forums. I'm not gonna lie. I want the blaster. It makes the sound. Yeah, when you fire it. Well, 
I uh, the the advice I will give you is keep an eye on the forums on the mm-hmm. be that the Ohio Garrison forums, the First Imperial Stormtrooper Detachment, and then just the General Legion forums. There's classified sections on. Well, that's why I have you to keep an eye on it for me. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not computer savvy, folks. You told me I'm totally honest with you. I mean, I'm I'm a lot older than when I I'll put it this way. You know what? Computers to me when I first started, you know what they were? Atari mm-hmm. was crazy advanced, right? Mm-hmm. That's how old I am, right? Right. So <laughs> I'm not as tech savvy as I could be. I can, you know, put things together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm not tech. That's why I have you. You, I'm not. I'm not opposed to buying an armor kit that was already assembled, mm-hmm. where I just have to put the rest of the pieces together, especially yeah. when it had been pre-approved. Like your Kylo was, where maybe I just need to tweak a few things. Yeah, the biggest thing with buying a, a pre-built costume is fit and finish. That's the any, yeah. anyone in the five hundred first will tell you. It's it, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, if you if you bought it right off the screen, if it doesn't fit and it's not finished, you're not getting it, approved. You're not getting approved. Right. So, so that's why I got you to look. Yeah. Thanks, Same. Dad. Yeah. But yeah, I. Uh, there, there is one costume that, that you know, obviously, like, I'm working on my officer right now, which, ironically enough, I thought it was so funny, you know, looking at the rank bars for the uh, for the Imperial Security Bureau slash uh, Advanced Weapons Development mm-hmm. Program, uh, the, the six red or blue tiles on the rank bar is Deputy Director. So, naturally, my favorite color is red. And you're already director Krennic, so why can't I be deputy director Krennic? It is fitting. So, uh, the, that obviously. So, wait I, a minute. Six. It could be six red or six blue. Mm-hmm. Is is deputy director? Mm-hmm. Why would it be one color? Why wouldn't it be one color or the other? I don't know. Ask George Lucas. I know. I'm not gonna lie. It, you know, obviously he's listening to this right I'm now. I'm sure he is, and I want to know why he made the rank system so complicated because i bet you tried to look at it sit down read the rank system to try to you know there's flow charts and you go down and here's you know here's imperial navy and you go across but this can also be a director for the isb and i'm like who and what was he think was he you know having a few beers when he did this because it's complicated right and certain ranks are this the same bar even though they're not even closely related Mm -hmm. like wait well what was the guy's? Uh, I can't think of his name now. From uh, Andor, who is he was major something. He was who's the guy who's in charge of that little ISB roundtable. Yeah, the I forget his name. But his rank bar is actually a captain or something in the Imperial Navy. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't realize you could take one rank bar and it it slides over into ISB. They can just take whatever rank bar they want or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It'll drive me nuts if you try to sit there and understand it. Well, I mean, it's the, like, Grand Moff Tarkin and Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Tarkin was a, he was um, the uh, Imperial Army, and Thrawn was in the Navy. Same rank bar, different positions. So you had the, the I think it was five, five blue Three red, two yellow. No, it's six. Is six, it six? Six, three, and three. I've actually yeah, looked at okay. it. Wait a minute. The top is blue. 
six blue, three red, three gold. Yeah. Is, is Tarkin. Yeah. Yeah. And the same same for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right. But so, I know it's 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 yeah. interesting. I you know maybe they should have picked more colors. You know, like maybe the army should have had green tiles or something. You nope. know what I mean? Like, why didn't Lucas pick nope. more colors? You could intermix them. You know, in the twelve, you definitely could. Everybody could have had their own rank and color combination. Like you could look at it and go, "Oh yeah, that's an that's a lieutenant in the army." You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so. Lucas liked red and blue. Like, I, un- I unless, barely. <laughs> unless you were Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Which, by the way, off topic, but one of my favorite clips from behind the scenes of Star Wars is, you know, are there any purple lightsabers? Oh, there could be. All right. But no, the the, the reason I, I was saying that is, you know, I want to do the, you know, I want to do the, the ISB officers because I think that's a cool costume to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other costume that I need to convince you, because I'm also working oh, on, boy. I'm working on convincing oh, boy. Mike and Ken. All right. What is it? Which I know Mike's on board. I don't know about Ken, but the Narkina Five prisoner outfit—you know, the white jumpsuits with the orange stripes—I've trust me, I've already looked into it. What? They're working on the the CRLs. I, I don't know if it's going to be Rebel Legion or if it's going to be Five Hundred First. Which I would assume Rebel Legion. That would be awkward for me to be in a prisoner costume. Why? Uh, well, <laughs> you know. But that's that. I think after. <clears throat> After my my officer is done and approved, I think I'm gonna work on doing some research into doing the Narkina Five prisoner. Because I, I, really? I absolutely well okay. So Star Wars Celebration, which the next time it's in the states, we're going. I don't care what what I have to do. I I'm at least going. I'll leave you behind if I have to. Okay. Um, but where is it? At? Well, this year it's in London. I think next year it'll be back. So, it, so what they usually do is they do West Coast, out of the States, East Coast, and then more Central. So, like, they did Orlando, Chicago, Anaheim, London. That was the last four so is celebrations. It, so, next year it'll be in Orlando? Theoretically. Well, I would go. You know, Amtrak has a director line. Yeah, I, I actually I would kind of hope it was in Chicago. I might wear my outfit on the Amtrak train. That would be a long train ride. Okay. Anyway, but so every year they have for the Rebel Legion members that have an approved Will Rowe Hood costume, mm-hmm. they have a running of the hoods. I don't even know what that is. You know who Will Rowe Hood is? Enlighten me. He was on Cloud City. Okay, first off, this one hurts. Will Row Hood is one of the most infamous characters in all of Star Wars. I probably Wars know movie. who it is. It's just the name is ringing a bell. He's the Cloud guy. Cloud City. Cloud was... City. He's dressed in the orange jumpsuit, and he's the one carrying the Camtono. The ice cream maker? Come on, Why man. am I drawing a blank here? I've seen Come it. Come on, man. I've seen it. Empire Strikes Back, you know, 500 times. Why am I drawing a blank? You seriously don't... You don't remember the guy I running know the, the ice, ice cream. cream. Yeah, the ice cream maker. It's it's a inside joke because nobody realized it was just an ice cream maker. Right, and then they made it into something. They made it into a you know a little locking safe. Right, and not to get yeah, I'll have to look at it, Google it because Jesus. it is. I know I'm embarrassed. Am I getting kicked out of the five hundred first now? Oh, you might. Thank God you're not. I'm gonna be. Legion. I'm gonna be sanctioned by the organization. You're gonna have charges brought up against. Probably. I, hell, hell, I might bring charges up against you for that one. 
Fake fan. I think it's clearly shown my inadequacies as a military director. Fake fan. Anyway, um, but yeah, so they do a running of the hoods. You know, where they everyone dressed in in an approved. They they gotten they cracked down on it. Like you got to be an approved member to be in the running of the hoods. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people who have an approved Wolro hood costume, they will go with their Camtonos and they will run through the floors of celebration. Hmm. They're doing the same thing Axel now. Axel running? Yes. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe a light jog. Either yeah. way. Um, Is there a walking th- version? I could do walking. You know, I got a bad knee. Anyway. The Imperial the security board's been rough on me all yeah, these years. Yeah, do, do you not have any Imperial medical insurance? Yeah. The yeah. First Order has impeccable insurance. No, Didn't you know? I did not know that. You know, you can thank yours truly for talking to Snoke mm. about that one. Mm. But, you know, we'll, that's a topic for another time. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but they're they're trying to do the same thing for the Narkina Five prisoners. Really, they're running of the prisoners. One yeah. way out. Okay. One way out. You know what I, I was thinking while you've been saying this whole time, and I cannot remember what was the thing they I'm said. I'm glad when they that said, you were paying attention when, to when what I was say saying. On something. What, it, what? On program. On program. I could Thank not you. remember that. Thank you for paying attention to what I've been I, saying for the last I ha- ten minutes. I've been minutes. paying attention to you. You're running with yeah, your, the I running swear, of the ice I cream maker. I see it in your forehead right now. Like I can see into your brain. It's literally just a fucking symbol monkey going on up there while I'm talking. That's awkward, but it's not a symbol monkey. Anyways, Anyways. so running a running of the prisoners, <laughs> one way out. I got all that, and you, they want to have that at the Star Wars celebration. I was paying attention. I just couldn't remember when they said what it was on program. That's what it was. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's the next costume that I want us to do, is I want us to do the Narkina 5. I'm still curious as to see which um Why which is it group called of... the Narkina 5? Or is that because that was the planet? That was the planet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it was the Narkina 5 prison complex. Okay. So. Well, I think Emperor Palpatine is calling me. Hold on one sec. Oh, yes. Okay. I've got a meeting with him later. Oh, so busy. So many things to attend to. Yeah, is everything okay on the on the Imperial front? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a great many things to attend to. Uh, wow. That was low-hanging fruit. <laughs> what? But, uh, I, I missed the fruit. What was it? Uh, you said, is everything right in the Imperial front? Yeah, and you said a great many things to attend to. That was low-hanging fruit. Oh, because I... Yeah, that's, it, that's a line from the movie. Wow, right over your right head. Right over my it? head, man. Wow. What can I say? But yeah, so I, I'm... I'm tr- I, there's not a whole lot of convincing for Mike, but can I... It's going to take more than that for me. I don't what? know. If, I'm not. I don't know if I want to do the the Narkina Five. It's prisoner such thing. a cool costume. Is though. it though? They're prisoners. Did they don't have shoes on? Are we wearing they shoes? Were not, they, they were falsely imprisoned. Are we wearing shoes? They make. I mean, I, I'm not walking I around in a bed God, barefoot. I swear to God, they make fake feet. Okay, I mean, I really, swear to God, on. they literally you wear them like shoes, and they you're, just look you're like not feet. selling this that good so far. It's, Why not? We're getting farther away, not closer. I I beg to differ. I'll, I'll yeah, show I'm you. Not, afterwards. I don't know if I'm wearing fake feet. Why? Because it, it's it's awkward. I can, the other uh, example on the forums that you know I saw mm-hmm. is getting the um, the flats. You know, the the women's shoes flats. You know, they'll put. Um, insoles on top of them that are invisible so it's still barefoot but you're not like touching the floor with your feet 
I've never seen those, but I mean, I don't shop. You, for, do you know what for women's are? clothing that often? But do you know what insoles are? Yeah. Can you imagine one that's just clear? That's all. Yeah, it is. But I've it's, never seen one. So that way you don't see it on the on the on the flats. No, oh, I better. I, I better get a Manny Petty then if we're gonna do that, right? Oy vey. Oy vey is right. I, I'm I'm not sure about the this uh, prisoner thing going on here. I have to think about that. So just hey, one way out. So, one way out. I do like the short trippers. Does that count? I mean, talk to Brian. Brian's I got a really nice short trooper. When we ran into that short trooper at SteelCon, that, that costume was also very I, You know, I, I can't let this go on any further. I'm mm -hmm. so t It's Steel City Con, man. What? It's always been Steel City Con. What am I saying? Steel Con. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Oh, it drives me nuts. Okay. You are the one Steel that gave City me. Con. You are the one that gave me OCD. Look, it, it bugs me that it's in Pittsburgh. I'm trying to. I'm working it's not through even, that. It, uh, it's a I, suburb. I agree with you're saying. Probably I, every, still seal everything fans. you're saying is 100 percent true, and I agree with you. But it's not in. It's not in Pittsburgh. It's a suburb. Eh. Close enough. We had to go through Pittsburgh to get there. I know. It's it's for for any of our Pennsylvania listeners, in, including you, Mike. I'm sorry. You live in a shithole state. But yeah. So we even have Cleveland Browns orange on the wall. That's how much fans we are. Right. Yeah, for those of you that haven't already picked up on that, we're 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 in Ohio, and you know, Michi hard. Michigan and Pennsylvania are the natural born enemies of anyone from Ohio. So, Cleveland Browns and the Buckeyes. Yep. What can I, I say? We don't care about I actually, football. I don't. I'm sorry. I try. I try to care about the Buckeyes. You but... you know you know nobody listening to this cares at all about sports. I, I, right. I would bet you a hundred dollars. I, I would bet you. I would not take that bet because you what you would win. But I know we're the exception to the rule that we're Browns fans too. But well, sports fans in general. Yeah, so I, I know that's very unusual. I know Star Wars, sports, and cars. It's 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 an odd mix it when you think about it. It really is. You're right. So, but hey. But hey, if you want to hear more about, you know, cars and sometimes sports when I can get my my quick aside in, you know, go check out the Inflatable Falcon, uh, inflatablefalcon.com or on any streaming platform. We are live Wednesdays somewhere in the eight o'clock hour. We've been kind of uh, kind of loose with the uh, the rules here, but I will let Mike and Ken and me from the past. I think that's what I said before. Yeah, past me. Uh, explain more about that here. Hey guys, uh, this is Mike Hinton here, part of the Inflatable Falcon podcast, and we're also part of the Unifying Fandom Network of podcasts. And I'm here with my friends, and we talk all things Star Wars. Yeah, my name is John. I'm one of the co-hosts. We talk things from 3D printing to all the costuming groups and going to conventions in our costumes. Yeah, and this is Ken, one of the other co-hosts of the Inflatable Falcon. And when I'm not on the forces behind Star Wars, I'm talking with John and Mike about costuming, making food, fixing our cars, and anything else related to the Star Wars universe. So if you check us out, uh, Wednesdays again, 8.30, we record live, and um, back to your show. For those listening live, I'm sorry. You know, that's not going to make a whole lot of sense. However, now that I got my quick little ad in for, for our show. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, boy. 
and I, I know we, we've kind of, you know, fallen off the beaten path here mm-hmm. of what this was initially supposed to be about. Yep. Um, why did you decide to join the 501st? I'm, I just, just flat out, why? I, I feel like they're my lost brethren. I mean, really. I've been a Star Wars fan since 77, right? Mm-hmm. I saw A New Hope in the theaters mm-hmm. as a child, so obviously that gives away my age. Really dating yourself. I'm dating myself. So I've always, even when Star Wars fell out of, you know, popularity, popularity, and you know, by by 85, Star Wars had fallen out of popularity and it didn't come back for what, 10 years until the 90s when they kind of started to hint there'd be another, you know, trilogy. And then by 97 ish, you know, it started to creep back in. But I had, I had. As soon as they were available on VHS, I had them, and I still watched them mm-hmm. over and over again. So, to answer your question, is to to go with to to finally get into an organization that is people just like me. You know what I mean? Is why I wanted to be in the Bible first because these these you know they love Star Wars as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Where you you don't necessarily find that like just you know, randomly talking to people or friends, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's like specifically going somewhere and say, everybody loves Star Wars as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Versus, let's be honest, sometimes you try to stalk Star Wars with people. I have actually met people who never seen the movies. And yeah. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Where, are you live under a rock? Even if you didn't like Star Wars, they're on so much on television or available on Disney, or Disney Plus and all these other, you know, sources you would think somewhere along the line they produce so much content you know what i mean it's played so much that you would seen something somewhere and i get well that's the one with the enterprise right mm-hmm. i'm like no no that's star trek how does it make you feel you know what i mean you... so again i we're going full circle the answer your question is it's 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 my lost brethren the people that have always hoped we're out there that I can finally actually talk to and relate to without like sometimes you feel weird I mean I, I mean maybe that's just me but sometimes when you start talking you know people like call you a geek or a nerd or wait, wait Star Wars that's weird and I've got that before you know what I mean I hate to break it to you but in 2023 it's not an insult anymore well it was when i was a child and it yeah. shouldn't have been but it was you know what i mean there's nothing wrong with being a geek or a nerd you know what i mean mm-hmm. and when i was young you know it was an insult it was you know someone trying to put you down and it shouldn't have been but i'm glad that it's not anymore mm-hmm. because i am i'm a nerd and a geek and i'm proud of it now yeah i mean clearly i wear it literally on my sleeves every single day <laughs> yes you do so um but, you know, I real quick, quickly back to what you said that some people have never seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel that some people's knowledge of Star Wars starts and ends with Grogu, Baby Yoda? That's the only thing they know? I've met people who are like, yeah, I know Baby Yoda. I, I mean, I guess you got to start somewhere. I mean, but that is just... I, I mean, I guess it's baby. I mean, Baby Yoda. Mm. Who doesn't like? They've a baby? never hold on. But I've met people who've never seen The Mandalorian, but they know who Baby Yoda baby is. Baby Yoda is yes. I I I I understand. I've met some people like that myself. Yeah. 
granted, I mean, when when you merchandise the hell out of it, it you're right. It's everywhere. Hell, yeah. We, I just bought you waffles yeah. <laughs> with Baby Yoda. But you need to get more. I ate the, I ate the last one yesterday. Saw that. Make a note, uh, folks. Grocery store trip tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Eggos has Galactic Homestyle Mandalorian Season 3 themed waffles. They are no different than any of their other products. However, they taste better because they're Star Wars. Mm. And I think that's the moral of the story. You add Star Wars to anything and it's always better. And costs more. And costs more. Right. <laughs> I think they were another dollar yeah. or so. Lucas was not dumb about marketing. You got to give him credit for that. He was a genius. Look, if you have the foresight to retain all international merchandising rights, you're, I mean, you're a genius. You're doing something right. And to the likeness of the characters. Because, you mm -hmm. know, Carrie Fisher famously made that joke for years. Mm -hmm. That she couldn't even take a selfie of herself because technically George Lucas owned it. Yeah, I think that was one. I mean, it's well, funny, well, that, but well, it's a gen it's genius on his part. Oh God, what what was the the other half of that joke? It was, oh, it was she couldn't even look in the mirror without writing Lucas a royalty. Yes, check. yes, that's what it was. But it, yeah. there's some truth to that, which yeah. is crazy, right? So well, now now our our Lord and Savior Mickey Mouse owns all of it. So. That's very true. But, yeah. Look, I'm excited for, for Friday. I, I know we, we've we kind of kind of bounced back and forth with, you know, on topic here. However, I'm a little hurt mm -hmm. that your reasoning to join the 501st wasn't because your son invited you to join him and rule the galaxy as father and son. Okay, I think that's my what? line, for starters. Whatever. Okay. Either way, you know, you could say that I I redeemed you almost, oh, like okay. Luke did to Vader on the Death Star. Okay, you redeemed but, me. Okay, you know, I brought you back to the um, ways of the Force. I mean, obviously, being in the organization with you allows us to go hang out and do what we love together. Don't get me wrong. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean, I didn't know that was the answer you were looking I for, but I was, so, obviously I'm, I'm, you know, very excited that that's going to be part of the, the... The term is fishing. I was fishing for that fishing. answer. And I'm not a fisherman, so I didn't catch the hook. In that instance, you would be the fish. And I didn't get the hook, did I? No, you did not. Nope. So. But, you know, I... I don't know if did you listen to my year in review episode? I don't know if you you caught that one. I'm currently listening to your episode. I got almost I like two minutes left where you did the AI. Their AI wrote the episode, and you're just reading it or something. What was that? That's the one I'm currently listening to. Mm -hmm. What was that? That's the not a that's not even out. Oh, it's not. Well, how did I get a copy? I saw it. I was on Are you know what? I think it's still. I, it is still on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. I forgot right. to take that down. Oops. Oops. Well, it was a good episode well, because it popped up on my suggested list. God, I, I almost I thought, had you. I almost had you in a lie, but then, ah, damn. What? I thought you were just, you know, pumping me up, you know. No, it's on Pretending YouTube. like you actually listened to what I put out there. It was about episode three. I know. I know. <clears throat> wow. I almost, had, I almost caught you in a lie, a but in reality. supporting his son. And, and you, and Look, you're, you're a busy man. You're, I am a busy man. But when I'm driving, the best thing to do is to listen to the podcast while I'm driving. Anyway, did you listen to my urine review? I have not gotten to that one yet. Okay, so well. See? No the, lies there. The, the last, I don't know, I want to say the last 10 minutes or so. 
you know, I was talking about um, doing Steel City Con with you, and um, one of my one of the biggest points that I harped on in that episode, and if you haven't listened to it, please go check out my year in review. I, I'm actually very proud of that episode because I was able to talk to myself for almost an hour. Oh boy. Um, but you know, the 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 biggest point I harped on with that was, you know, I always thought that the that costuming was this barrier that I would never break with you. You know, I never thought I'd be able to convince you to, you know, go out with me and dress in costume. I, because you know, it never seemed like that was something you were interested in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I it, it was very shocking to me when, when you put on that Krennic costume for the first time, you know, while we were just standing out in the hallway, I was like, okay, maybe this, maybe this isn't such a pipe dream after all. Because, hmm. <clears throat> you know, like we do, we do a lot. Together. I didn't think I would ever want to do it either because of being nervous about being in you know in costume in public it's one thing to do it privately mm-hmm. but because not everybody's a star wars fan you know i was worried that they'd be laughing at me like, like this maybe we should you know mm-hmm. we should call the uh, met you know ems because he's clearly lost it All right but like we do a lot together like i i have never been shy to admit that i'm essentially a carbon copy of you you know, you have imprinted on me a lot throughout my childhood and now into my adult years. You know, we've got season tickets for the Browns that we do every year. You know, we, we talk about cars, we talk about Star Wars, but the, in my 23, almost 24 years now, like, the one thing that I've never gotten you to do is costuming. So being at Steel City Con with you and, you know, seeing you with a smile on your face the entire time in costume, that was that was a big moment for me. And, and I, obviously, yes, it was a big moment for you, too. However, I've been doing this for years. Like, I've been I've been doing... My first convention was... God, six years ago now? Have you been there a lot? When yeah. did you do The Mandalorian? Uh, the Mandalorian debuted at Steel City Con 21, June of 21. That was your first one that was complete, right? First complete costume you ever did? Yeah. Okay. However, I don't know if I've talked about it on here... But my very first convention was Wizard World Cleveland 2017. Okay. Do you know what costume I wore that day? Oh, boy. What? Take, just take a guess. Uh, was it Star Wars? It was Star Wars. I don't know, because I never knew you had any back that far. They were really bad. Like, oh, quickly boy. thrown together costumes. Because oh, like, I, I wasn't taking it seriously. I was still in high school when I went. Okay, what was it? It was Director Krennic. No, it wasn't. I swear to God, I saw the pictures. Well, how did you even... Did you have a cape? I bought a bed sheet that I had glued together. Like, it, it was, it was a, a top sheet. That I, I do not remember any of that. That's crazy. I've You'll got, have to show me the pictures sometime. But I don't remember that. I find it very... It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> it's poetry, <clears throat> yep. That both of our first conventions, we went as Director Krennic. I'm kidding. Okay, I didn't know that. That's, that's cool. But yeah, so... I, I It's a little ironic, but... You know... it was It's a very big moment for me. Because like I said, I, I, you know, I've been doing this for, for six years now. It's actually almost... In, in a month, it'll be six years that I've been hitting the convention circuit and going in costume. And, you know, slowly over time, I've been taking it more seriously. Obviously, up until now, where, you know, I'm you know going for the most authentic I can. You know, the most screen accurate. 
and and you know to break that barrier and to do it with you as opposed to you know you just being a, a bystander and an observer you know a spectator mm-hmm. it it's it, it I, I got a little emotional when i think when i think about it oh so because you know it's this is my hobby this is my favorite thing to do in my free time is you know to to put costumes together to see you know okay well how can i do this <clears throat> the most cost effective uh, but also time effective, but maintaining that that quality, that that screen accuracy. You know, it's it's like it's almost like a puzzle to me. You know, okay, well, because Mike, Mike, and I have this this saying: you you can only have two of these three things. You can either have it, you can have it be cheap, you can have it quick, or you can have quality. Mm-hmm. So, but you can only ever have two. So if you if you want it quick and you want it quality, it's going to cost a lot. But if you want it quick and cost effective, it's not going to have the same quality. You see what I'm getting at here? It's like a really messed up game of rock paper scissors. Yes. Um. But yeah. So it's trying to figure out the balance of the three. Uh, in honestly, I've told you before, director, you're director chronic. You, you I mean, you were my guinea pig to see. What the most cost-effective way to put an officer together was, and, you know, without spending two, three hundred dollars on boots, without spending two hundred dollars on a tunic. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, I, 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 I'm very fulfilled when you know I'm able to get a costume put together that looks right, that fits right, that has the the general uh, vibe, if you will. So, and you know, and. Like I said, to, 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 to bring you into this, to do it with you, it's very it's very fulfilling for me. Cause you know, that's 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 just one more thing that you and I get to do together now. I'm thinking how it'd be cool be when I get my TK Okay. Yeah. And then and then you could go as an ISB officer and I'll just follow you around. Exactly. In, in, you know, the thing with TKs are you know, the, I, I believe the TK is the, the most common costume in the five oh first. What because well, hell, there were, you know, a million TK guys lost their lives on the first death. Wasn't it something, wasn't that the fictional number or something like that? It was like a million, I, yeah. million. But anyway, TKs always look better together. But you need that one other costume to really make it look like a crowd. Because if you just get a bunch of stormtroopers together, yeah, you got a bunch of stormtroopers. But if you got someone leading the stormtroopers, then it's cool. Have you ever had anybody be a death trooper? I haven't seen anybody in person, but I know people that that do death troopers. Do they? Do they? Uh, is there anybody that's short that's stubborn on one? Because they were six five in the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Then their minimum height or something. Yeah. So do do they kind of require you to be that tall, or can anybody <laughs> be it? Anybody could do it. Okay. The the thing with the five hundred first is you could be a six foot eight Jawa, and you can be a five foot four Vader. They, there is no no limitations as long as the costume fits you properly mm-hmm. and it's screen accurate. Those are the two, those are the bare minimum requirements is it looks right and it fits right. Hmm. So, like, I mean, you, you don't have to be six foot three, six foot four to be Vader. Just have a good tailor. Exactly. You know, every, as long as it looks proportional to your build. Yep. So they they don't discriminate in the five hundred first, which I, I I think that's fantastic. They don't discriminate discriminate based on anything other than the costume itself. 
I mean, let me just be clear. Like, right. You know, you're not getting in with, uh, you know, cardboard, <laughs> cardboard and scotch tape. Yeah. What if but, that's screen accurate? Though? It's not. <laughs> I can tell you for 100% that it's not. Lucas had a little bit bigger budget than that. Just a touch. I think I think he milked 21st Century Fox or 20th Century Fox. For you know, has it ever been disclosed? How did he make the original TK armor? Um, That's a question for Ken. I always wondered that. I mean, I mean, I don't know why I've never even thought to research. Maybe I will because, you know, I'll want to know, just like I did with Krennic, <laughs> I want the background of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not so much like how he designed it because you know his everything was a kind of work in progress for Lucas. He never right. watched, but like <clears throat> physically, how did he make it? I mean, aren't they made in like vacuum molds now? That's how they made. That's how they made them originally. Did they make them vacuum mold? That's how they did the original suits. Yeah, they had a sculptor in England. Um, Do vacuum the, molds? Yeah, because it was based well, on the Ralph McQuarrie concept art. Was were all the actors essentially the same size, so they only had to make one set? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it didn't fit some guys. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that. So there, there are two different a new hope um, CRLs for that very reason. Yeah, I know. I've seen them. So, I have done a, a smidge of research. Just, I'm working on it. Just a touch. It's it's tiny, but it's there. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was. Did they ever explain why the eyes aren't symmetrical? Because they were hand sculpted by that guy. Yeah. But nobody ever thought to look at it and go, hey, you know, maybe you should redo that because they're not symmetrical. I don't think, they, I don't think that was in the budget to okay. completely redesign the helmet, you know. I always, you know, speaking of TK, <clears throat> I know we're getting off subject for here, but you know the, the famous scene where they're in a the Death Star, C-3PO and R2 have been left behind, mm-hmm. right, while they go off to rescue Princess Leia. And the storm, the door didn't open it up and the stormtrooper whacks his head. Mm-hmm. I always wondered if that guy realized that he would become an iconic scene for the rest of his life because he had a uh, blooper. I I look for that every single time I watch the movie because I think that's the coolest scene ever. He whacks his head and he just kind of does this for a second. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they just kept filming. Well, and Who Luke, would have thought that that would be like one of the best bloopers ever? And you also, I mean, you got to think, you know, how many shots did they get and they left that one in i know right then in the special editions in 97 lucas went back and added the sound effect the you know clunk and he did i didn't realize that how how have you never noticed i i because i've i've only ever seen the special effects and i've heard the clunk i guess i never realized that it was not in the original movie yeah and you know the other thing i look for too which is totally minor don't even know why but in luke's um armor you know but he's not wearing the helmet Mm -hmm. there's one scene where he's got the shoulder pad then he doesn't have the shoulder pad and then he has the shoulder pad again where in they're in the detention block as they're firing down the hall right before they go into the trash compactor shoot Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've ever noticed that Mm -hmm. is one scene he's you know he's standing there you know and he's firing down and and then and they're speaking and if you notice in one scene as he's firing you know he's the pad is there, and then they go to Han, who speaks, and then they go back to him. It's gone, and they go back to Han, or, or maybe Leia, and they go back. It's back again. So, mm-hmm. obviously, the scene isn't continuous. Like, it seems like it should be a continuous scene because it's, it's really just about four or five lines of dialogue. You'd think right. that one was said there, he says his, she says hers. 
back to Luke. Well, I'm sure they got multiple but, takes and they just used the best line delivery from each of the I know, but it, I know it's weird, but nobody caught that. The thing, obviously, fanatics like us see it. Right. Speaking of fanatics, um, if, if you're going to be in the 501st and you're going to chat about costumes, I think I should start teaching a bit of the terminology. It's called a shoulder bell is the, the proper term. Mm. Why? Don't ask me. I have no idea. Shoulder but bell. It is called a shoulder bell. I don't. I guess I don't even want to know what the, the lower sections are. Some weird names. The the crotch plate. The crotch plate is that what it's called? Yeah. It's called a crotch plate. Yeah. Okay. What's the butt plate called? The butt plate. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's awkward now. Yeah. And then you got your kidney armor. And then you got the back, the chest, the the ab plate. You ever wonder how they go to the bathroom? Like, do they have to take the whole thing off, or can they just take those plates off? Do you want the real answer? What? Uh, speaking from experience, yes, you have to take everything off. No, like, like what? It, what's what's the, the in canon universe? in the Star Wars canon? I, yeah, they probably still take everything off. If I'd venture a guess, I mean, obviously the Death Star had restrooms, right? Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, the vac tube, as as we found out, is what it's called in the Mandalorian. Vac tube, yep. Well, you know where that's from, though, right? That's actually an actual thing from the Apollo missions when we went to the moon. Mm -hmm. Zach, remember the constellation Urine? Mm -hmm. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, that's the are thing. You, are you? That's that's a true story. That's what the the uh, astronauts would call when they did the over. They would dump the urine out out of the command modules into space. So that actually, there is pee right now floating through space from the astronauts. Yeah. Back from, um, back from the 60s? It, never, it will never go anywhere. It will just be... Yeah, there's pee. It's not like circling the Earth. It's literally just out in space floating. There's 60-year-old piss. 60-year-old piss, right. So anyways, yeah, they would call it the Constellation Urine because it was actually an overboard urine dump. Because they didn't... If you... And this is getting off topic again. I'm sorry, yeah, it's folks. It's still but, space. But, you know, they... Any because of the way the they weren't under power going to the moon, they they blasted the rockets, mm -hmm. shut them off, and just let velocity because there's no gravity or air to slow them down. Mm -hmm. They could go at 3,000 miles per hour with no rockets or anything, yeah. right? Well, if, even just dumping, you know, even if just weight distribution one way or another could actually put them off course, so they had to be very careful about urine mm -hmm. and poop they had to dispose of it so that it didn't take them off course right so they had little nozzles and it it sprayed back so that we can it wouldn't change the trajectory of the command module and the lunar module hmm. yeah i know I, I i love documentaries on nasa too obviously because you know the real actual people have been in space god i cannot wait to get you and ken in a room together you know what i think is terrible a travesty why have no Star Wars characters been to space, but they've sent Captain Kirk? And The Rock. And The Rock. I mean, why? when is Elon Musk going to... Is it Elon Musk who does it? Mm -hmm. uh, why, when is he going to send somebody from Star Wars? I'm sure Mark Hamill will go to... I mean, I, I bet you Mark Hamill would definitely do it. Yeah. He seems like he would. And, I mean, I don't know about Harrison Ford. He's getting up there. But then again, Shatner went at, what, 90? 91. <laughs> I mean, Harrison Ford, I think, is 80 this year, right? Yeah. That sounds right. I guess he could do it. Hell, he like I mean, he flies. Well, no, no, he doesn't. They <laughs> took anymore. his license away. Yep. <clears throat> Sorry. 
Sorry, Harrison, if you're listening. I heard about you had a little problem with the plane well, landing inappropriately, but um, yeah, but he's still playing Indiana Jones, and I think that is you know what? God damn it, that's something to be proud of. Hey, look, I am also a Indiana Jones fanatic too, and shocker. I know shocker, shocker, I love it. Watch them every single time. I've warmed a little bit to the Crystal Skull. I don't like it as much as the original three but i have warmed to it i can get through the movie now i i'm really really looking forward to the dial of time though i think that's going to be a great movie dial of of destiny i am not going to sit here again oh geez i have told you for years 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 that i liked the kingdom of the crystal skull since I was a kid, nope, it's awful, it's terrible, it's a bad Indiana Jones movie, it's not true to the character, it's this, it's that, it's another, you know, Shia LaBeouf swinging through swinging through the jungle with the monkeys, it's ridiculous, as if, you know, uh, getting, getting your heart ripped out in the middle of a cave isn't, you know, whew, that's, that's where we draw the line, though, swinging like Tarzan, not, not a man ripping out another man's heart. Is beating, still beating her. Anyway. Totally, uh, it could totally happen, though. Voodoo magic. I will not have you okay, sit look, here and start. No, no, look. no, no. Pulled the phone. Okay. I did that. Okay. This is the same argument we had about the prequels. <clears throat> you told me, you know, uh, maybe not directly, but I didn't understand because I was a kid and blah, blah, blah. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. I was just amazed at the spectacle. And then I grow up, and I say, I like all the Indiana Jones movies. I think they're all good. And no, the Temple of Doom is bad. The the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is terrible. And huh, look at look where we are in 2023. <clears throat> the movies I liked as a kid, you're su- surprisingly warming up to. Fuck. I will. I will look, never. I get it. Back down from the opportunity to call you out for being a hypocrite. Okay, look. I get Someone's got to hold you accountable. For a thousand generations, I have don't, denied those movies. Don't. Okay. Don't. But, all right. But look, I, I here's the crazy thing. Oh, please enlighten me. The I actually like the Crystal Skull like this much more than Temple of Doom. I still have trouble getting through the Temple of Doom, only because. The beginning of the movie is just kind of awkward and it's slow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the way up until the part where they're like, you know, eating the monkey brains. That up into that, you know, and then the whole twist between Ford and Kate. Is it Kate Capshaw? What was her name? Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg's wife. Yeah, I don't know. Her. Up until that thing, you know, where you know they're trying. He's trying to bang her and stuff like that. And, you know, and then they finally get into the movie where they get you know they go through and they they go into the room with the spikes you know until you get to that point the movie is kind of like uh it's hard to get through but then after they get to that then it kind of gets exciting because the movie is more indiana jones-ish mm-hmm. i hate the beginning of it though that stupid song and dance you thing. don't like the the shanghai scene i the shanghai i hate the shanghai scene Look, it's been a while since I've seen all four. Actually, I went back and watched um, The Last Crusade a couple weeks ago. Because I didn't know they were on Paramount+, Plus, which I guess I should have guessed. Um, 
However, I only found out a couple weeks ago because I'm not as diehard of an indie fan as I am Star Wars. Well, obviously. yeah, I'm not either, but I, 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 do. I didn't know until about a month ago that the Temple of Doom was a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wait, wait, what? I swear to God. No, it's not. Temple of Doom takes place chronologically before Raiders. Are you sure? I swear to God. Okay, I'm gonna have to research that because I've never I'm, heard I'm that not ever kidding. in my life. I'm. I, I thought you were gonna tell me that um, you didn't realize General Veers was in like the Last Crusade or something. But I didn't. You didn't know General Veers was. In you the didn't last... know who Will Rowe Hood was. Don't wow. give me that shit. But this is General Veers. He is like a key component of the original trilogy. You're talking about Gavin Ice Cream Machine, okay? He's just making snow cones for the snow troopers. Will Rohud was one of the okay. most iconic characters <laughs> in Star Wars history, all right? General Veers brought down power generators so that we they could land Imperial forces on the Hawk base. Oh, but he let him get away, huh? Not General the Veers. General Veers was General on Veers, the assault. When you think about Why it, General Veers is the only one out of the Imperial officers who actually did his job. Admiral Piet? He was sent down to... Vader said, get your butt down to the planet, take out those power generators, and secure that base so that I can come down there. Why didn't he use a walker to blow any of the transports out of the sky? The walk Because the walker's head doesn't go that high. They only articulated such a at an angle, and they can't fire that high. Yeah, but I mean, if and those transports were at... behind the base; they weren't in front of the base where he was coming. He came in the front door. His transports left from the back door. Yeah, but they still gotta go up at an angle. Yeah, but they, they weren't going away. straight. They up. went away. They didn't go towards the. They didn't fly over top of the. Why are we arguing about this? This is canon. I mean, this is. Why are we arguing about this? I don't know. Why are we arguing about this? You didn't know who Will Hood was. I. You've lost brownie points. Okay. Well, you didn't know General Veers was in Indiana Jones. I feel like not uh, not knowing one of the most important pieces of Star Wars history is is equal is more far more important than not realizing that General Veers. Wait, hold on. What? He was the the. The broker, the guy from the beginning of Last Crusade, not not the no. not the flashback. See, he, he was the guy who who hired um, Henry he, Senior. Yes, and then I, he was the guy. He was the rich rich yeah. guy who was actually conspiring with the Nazis. Yeah, right. To find the Grail. Yeah, yeah. That's General Veers. Huh. I don't know. So I think anyway. it's, I think it's weird that him and Han Solo are, are, share so much screen time together. Yeah, but still, they're that. natural enemies. But you know, Spielberg. Who made the movies? You know, Lucas was the—I don't know if you know that he's the um, was what the executive producer of the, of the movie. He I mean, no wonder he was in it. Was the creator? I thought Spielberg created it. Spiel- Spielberg directed it. You're right. right. Lucas created Indiana so, Jones. It, we were, and that's right because so far Spielberg wanted his dream was to direct a James Bond movie, right? But he was never going to get a James Bond movie because he wasn't British. And so, so they came up with a James Bondish like uh, archaeologist. That's that's what he's supposed to be like. So the Indiana Indiana Jones <clears throat> was created by George Lucas, mm-hmm. and the <clears throat> I don't know if you know this, but when Star Wars premiered, 
Lucas wasn't at any of the premieres. Him and Spielberg went on vacation to Hawaii, which is when Spielberg talked about wanting to direct a Bond film. Mm-hmm. And that's when Lucas was like, well, I've got a story treatment for this character that's better than a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. That's when he pitched him Indiana Jones. Right. Which, yep. apparently, and the, the, the other thing was, he Lucas told Spielberg that he had three movies. He had a trilogy. He had one movie. He he had the idea for Raiders of the Lost Ark, and that was it. Yeah. So I, I yeah I knew that story. I didn't know that story. But... I'm shocked because you didn't know who Wilbur Hood was. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> you didn't know who General Veers was. I know who General Veers was. I just didn't realize it was him in Indiana Jones. Because he wasn't saying the shield will be down in moments. You may start your landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's on and, and who on was about the other one you said to the cup of Christ besides uh... Admiral Piet? Then he let everybody get away. Didn't Veer? You know what? I'm not. I think he let I'm everyone. Not. How many times did he lose the Falcon? You know, not his fault. He had one freaking job. Not his fault. Don't lose what the Falcon. Do you, what do you want him to do on a Star Destroyer? Job. I don't care. If he's, he's in the Super Star Destroyer. I don't care no, he wasn't. if he's got to throw on a Stormtrooper outfit and get his butt out there with a cable and latch it on to something. You know, with a little jet pack. He had one job. Don't lose the Falcon. Well, Kept screwing. I can't believe Vader never killed him. Yeah, like, you talk about some restraint. Didn't he? I'm pretty sure he survived through. Yeah, he survived through uh, Jedi. He did. Like that's saying something, man. You live yeah. that long with Vader as your boss. Yeah, I mean he killed right? Admiral. Oswald. There is no going to HR in the Empire. <laughs> you mess up. No, well you haven't. You're done. You haven't seen Dolores yet. Who's Dolores? Dolores is the the HR officer. Human yeah. resources officer. We have a human resources officer. Uh, technically, yes. The file first has an official HR, but there's there's a uh, one of the members uh, does a uh, the a character named Dolores, uh-huh. where she goes around to conventions and hands out citations for you know X, Y, or Z. Really? Yeah, that's that's a whole whole another gambit there. Okay. But yeah, there is an H. There is a a. Um, a character named Dolores, who is the HR officer for the Empire. Okay. All right. I didn't know we had a, a human resources division. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, yeah. someone like me wouldn't be going to HR. Someone might go to HR about me. I don't do HR. Well, I, when I you just know, throw your ass out of an airlock. When Tarkin, you know, steals your job. You know, you might want to go to human resources. I mean, to let's be honest. Talk about some collusion. I mean, hey, we're standing here in the midst of my achievement, not his. I'm just saying. You know, the Emperor might not see it that way. No. You know, maybe you should go maybe to Mustafar and, and, and talk to Lord I, Vader about I this. I should. You know, talk to Grandpa. Grandpa will help you out. He, he might have to. So be careful, though. Don't choke on your aspirations. Mm. I will not. Oh, God, that was, that was awful. I hated every second of that the, it's the low-hanging fruit it is low-hanging fruit but yeah so it's funny speaking of low-hanging fruit every oh, time every you know we have a farm obviously and where i'm down at the barn i when i get into my director krennic mode i love my favorite line are you are you commanding the animals to my favorite line from rogue one hold on let me guess is it are we blind deploy the garrison no that is a good line. I thought you were yelling that at the no, sheep. No, I no, I actually at the 
the people that help us down there. Mm. I'll walk up to them and I'll say, um, I'll tell everybody to gather around and I'll say, is this everyone? And I always look no. at him and go, one of you betrayed the empire. <laughs> I, that's my favorite line you know, if we from the movie. <clears throat> I don't know why. If we ever have like horses get out yeah. <clears throat> while you're at the barn, please, please just, you know, are we blind? Deploy the garrison. I'm going to do it. I'll do it. So, hey, I, let's be honest. It's not even just Rogue One. I try to employ Star Wars lines all the time. Oh, my gosh. This is great. I, I, I forgot to tell you this, right? You know, obviously where I work, you know, I don't want to say it on here, but where I work, mm -hmm. okay, um, in the automotive industry, people ask me for stuff for, for, you know, Ford built a car called the Falcon in the 60s. Mm -hmm. Every single time they ask me for a part for the Falcon, I'll say, is there a sub-model to it? You know, a sub-model would be like if you had a, a truck, is it a, uh, you know, a high country is it, or is it a... You know some trim level of mm -hmm. the truck so i was asking that and it was like oh i don't i don't know which one it is i said well is it the millennium edition not one person <laughs> and i've done it probably a half a dozen times not one person has said ha ha i get it millennium falcon no one has got it ever and i do it so subtly like oh i i need something for a 62 falcon oh is that the millennium edition no, no, I think it's just the base. You, you know what? I, I understand that that one is low-hanging fruit. That is you, super low, and they don't the, get that one. I, I really, you need to to really break out everything. You know, is that a, is that a Carillion model? Is it the the? Ooh, I never thought that, I'm gonna do does, that. Is one, that yeah. the 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 YT thirteen hundred? Oh my God, is your engine that engine? Is that the one with the YT thirteen hundred uh, model? I, I, you know what? While while we're on Star Wars trivia with with the automotive spin on it, um, Ryan and Wayne, the the stuntman who did all ninety percent of the body work for uh, the Mandalorian, mm -hmm. uh, do you know what his Durasteel uh, armor is? Has been coined now as the Pinto armor, and for the longest time, like Pinto I had armor pin for the car hear me out longest time i thought he was talking about like pinto beans and i was like what does that even mean and but then I, I i heard him tell this story about how uh i think it was him and his brother uh and their family had a a, a pinto mm -hmm. same color scheme that like brown and like tan colors yeah so it's since been coined as the pinto armor Interesting. Pinto armor. Okay. Yeah. So the, the food for thought. Yeah, there's your there's your uh, your Star Wars trivia for the day. What what is the liquid that's used to drive the um, hyperdrive? The blue stuff from Solo. Oh. Um, I know. I was trying to think of it. Well, coaxium. Coaxium. I'm gonna have to ask him. Do you need a coaxium for your Falcon? Do you need a coaxium converter for the uh, for the fuel system? Oh my gosh, I'm so doing it next time. Somebody's going to get it. Somebody who's somebody is going to be a Star Wars fan is going to get it. You, you know, know, we talked about this earlier. We're in a we are in a league of our own when it comes to our specific niche. 
Like I, I agree. I, you you have your odds are, you know, some would say uh, three thousand seven hundred and twenty-eight to one to to finding another person that's a, a fan of cars and Star Wars. Did that one go over your head too? No, but okay. I've used the odds thing though. Funny story. Hey, I need this for my whatever. What do you, what do you think the odds of this working are? Probably like 3,720 to 1. You think? Again, that sounds about right. Use that one too. I know, it's so bad. Well, hanging fruit, folks. I'm sorry. But it, sometimes they just it just works out. Yeah. You know... <clears throat> Using Star Wars quotes in your day-to-day... -day, I use Star it, Wars quotes <laughs> in my day-to-day -day life isn't... I mean... Look, in my last job... Oh, my God, they hated it. I did it all the time. Granted, it, the, the people that know me know Futurama and Star Wars. Those are my two two big, like, nerd pop culture things that, I, that I'm that i drawn to. And um, I'm famous at my previous employer for... Uh, I think it was an entire year we had a, a sales group chat that I didn't say a word in. I would only exclusively respond in Futurama GIFs. It would drive them nuts because I would always use a Star Wars quote or a Futurama quote to convey a message. It would drive them nuts. But now my new job, they love it. Really? Well, because they're also, you know, I went from like 40, 50, 60, 70 year old men that I was working with to, you know, high school college kids so you know the the older generations don't really don't really care but you know these younger generations they you know they eat that shit up another one i've used oh god i know you know people come keep come to the barn mm -hmm. you know people will come up in their cars like not the, the regular ones but new people mm -hmm. i have said you came here in that you're braver than i thought Ugh. I've said that one of my friends a few I've times. I've used that on people like you've had some really questionable cars. Oh, we're I, talking about cars. Never mind. Yeah, because you know they're in a car, and I'll be like, "You came here in that? You're braver than I thought." I've used that one a lot. So I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that jokes just go over your head. I missed it. Yeah. Well, never mind. Okay. I'll, I'll, anyway. I'll brief you on it later. Oh boy. Okay. Yes, I. I, I try to use Star Wars quotes wherever I can. So. Some people get it. Some people. Most people most do people not. Don't. They have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you Star Wars quotes with your mom. Oh, and wow. she's like, who the fuck? She doesn't. <clears throat> not, a, not a clue. Shocker. Not a clue. I'm shocked. Absolutely shocked. Well, not that shocked. So, yeah, what are you going to do? <clears throat> you know, how long have you been trying to get her to watch Star Wars? 24 years? 25 years. 25 years? Is it 25 years? 25 years will be this year in June. Huh. Yeah, it's not, no. Yeah, it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen, so. Yeah, but Skylar. Well, Skylar loves The Phantom Menace. Baffles it's her, me. It's her favorite movie, and I, I mean, I like The Phantom Menace, but I'm surprised at, of everything... That's the one she latched onto. Loves Jar Jar Banks. Loves Jar Jar Banks. She she makes fun of us relentlessly. She's the one who named our cow Jar Jar Banks. 
Mr. Banks was Jar. His actual name was Jar Jar Banks. I know that. However, she named him. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not. I'm not. You're you're dead serious. She named him Banks. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. I thought that was you. No, she named him Mr. Banks. Learn something new every day, I guess. Yeah. Show so much I pay attention. Hmm. First off, she hates Star Wars. What do we... What? She, But she likes that. She likes Jar Jar, and she liked Phantom X. Yeah, I just work here, sir. I'm sorry. I could, I could get you to customer service if you like, if you have further questions. But yeah. Can you forward me to Dolores? Yeah, so I like forward you to Dolores and HR so you can discuss this. So. Wild. I know. It's crazy. So, all right. Any other questions for me? No. I Where think... are we going? Where are we going from here? We well, we have been all over the board. Yeah, Indiana Jones, cars, quotes, bio first. I mean, the future. Future. Yeah. We got to go back to the future. One of my favorite. And speak back to quotes real quick. I all when we're in, when I'm in the barn and people are screwing around. Move along. Move along. That's one. That's another one. I use it all the time down I, there. Move along. How did we get there from Back to the Future? I don't know. Just, just made me think of that real quick because I said TK. Move along. I mean, not a quote I get to use a whole lot, but you know, to make my point of Back to the Future relevant, you know, give it some weight. You know, Doc, you're telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? No, that's always that's always a fun one. <clears throat> that that seems like a good a place as ever to wrap this up. It's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, Dad. Thank you for joining me again. I appreciate it. Yeah. So that's what I'm here for to help the empire out wherever I can. Not help your son. Not just just everything you do is for You're the empire. You're the deputy director. The Imperial Security Board. Of course, I'm helping you out. You're part of the Empire. And, of course, to help the best car bucket. Be the number one podcast in the nation. The number one Star Wars podcast. That's my dream. Maybe maybe not in, in, in views or in listens, but in quality. In quality. And, the, and the conversations are always second to none. I'm looking forward to my, my third invite, if I get one. I don't know. I mean, I, you didn't know who Will Rohud was. I, mean, I will know for next time. You're you're I'll, you're definitely gonna I'll have to research that and make sure that I'm I'm up to par. Yeah, my. I do well, not let, want to talk to Dolores. Let's see how your trial goes when I when I file okay. the charges. All right. But thank you guys so much for listening. Again, Star Wars Podcast Day. I just want to mention it real quick. Once again, we. You know the reason the reason that we're all doing this. I mean, there's over a hundred podcasts that are that are involved in this. It's you know, it's it's to celebrate the the fact that we can even do this. That you know the people that 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 started Jedi Talk back in '99. Like if that didn't happen, it's very unlikely that you know we would be here today, sitting here talking about Star Wars in this medium. And it's. <clears throat> you know, I'm very, I'm very happy that, that the people behind the the Star Wars podcast they allowed me to to add my show as as well as the Inflatable Falcon. 
uh, the newly formed Rambling Star Wars fan, Ken's new show, which you should definitely listen to. Um, the Forces Behind Star Wars, which their episode, which is also out today, is the Georgies. Wow. I mean, just real quick, just to, to kind of to, to toot our own horn here, even though I had almost nothing to do with it other than showing up. Um, it One of the most well-produced things I've ever been a part of. And, you know, everyone everyone there had a great time. You know, Steven, Dexter, Anthony, Ken, Mike, myself. You know, it was definitely something really special to be a part of. So when you're done listening to this, if you haven't already, go check out the Georgie Awards. It's a, we, I think we got it just under two hours. So it's, it's a bit of a longer listen, but it's definitely, definitely well worth it. Cause you're definitely going to want to find out who won the best, um, uh, background character. That's, that's definitely one. Background you, character. Yeah. The, we, there was a Georgie for best background character. Really? Yes. Okay. So, cool. but yeah, definitely go check out the Georgies, uh, Star Wars Geek Girl. I'm pretty sure Mike and Zoe are doing the kind of the same thing we're doing and having a um, parent-child conversation. Um, yeah, so definitely go check out Star Wars Geek Girl, the Rambling Star Wars fan, the Inflatable Falcon podcast, In the Forces Behind Star Wars, and all of the other podcasts that are a part of Star Wars Podcast Day. God, how many times can I say podcast without losing my mind? Now you're up but, at 17s. No, thank you. I'm glad someone was keeping track because I wouldn't be able to. But, yeah, definitely go check all those guys out. And, you know, thank you so much for listening to another episode. Dad, once again, thank you for joining me. Always a pleasure. I, congratulations on your approval into the 501st. I'm very, very happy to have you along with me serving serving the Empire. You'll tell the Emperor as such? Sorry. It's, I, you I'm, had to get one more uh, in? One more. Just one more. You know, can so. we end the show without you throwing in another low-hanging fruit? I I'm, I'm all done. I'm all done. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I know I, this is, again, an, a bit of a long episode for me, but, you know, thank you for listening to the Beskar Bucket. Make sure to check out everyone else from the, the Unifying Phantom Network. We are at the Beskar Bucket Podcast on Instagram. I try and post there whenever I got new episodes coming out. Uh, my next episode, which we were talking about, which by the time you're listening to this, you shouldn't be able to listen to it on YouTube. The next episode that I have already recorded was um, I had an AI generate me a script for an episode of the podcast that I that I read off. It's a really quick listen. It's just about 15 minutes, but I think it's really interesting. You're really going to like it. So check us out at the Beskar Bucket podcast on Instagram. You can also find us at thebeskarbucket.com where you can find links to the rest of our the rest of our shows on, under the Unifying Fandom Network banner and yeah, I think that, that about does it. So take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you.